keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Total and Marks. I'm your host, the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, Dan St. Germain. And joining me today is the masked man himself, David Shoemaker. David, thanks for coming on. Hey, listen, thanks for having me. I spend uh, most of my time sitting in your living room anyway, so this is a treat. This is, you're putting me over, man. This is like the rub. This is like... This is like uh, take, Taker putting over Roman Reigns at the last WrestleMania. Well, I would, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly going out of my back. My my podcast will continue, um, but it's always always nice to help out a fellow. No, worker. this is the end of your podcast. This is it. If, when, once somebody in the ringer finds out that I'm here, yeah, that's over. <laughs> so, is that true? No. Okay, I didn't know if there was like some sort of like. Uh, Wrestling podcast Illuminati. This has been a really big bridge building month in the Ringer podcast, so I'm 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 sure this is this is going to be taken as part of that. This is like the Good Friday Accords of of professional wrestling. Absolutely. All right, well, we're going to start out with the three count. That's where we talk about three good things that happened in wrestling this week. Three bad things. My number one good thing, and this is going to be surprising, the XFL is coming back. Which I know that that's surprising, but here's why. It's not because I think it'll be good. It's because that means we're going to get a second 30 for 30 about the destruction of the XFL. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be amazing. It's, oh it's going to be like a Halloween parade. Um, I have not talked about the XFL on, on, uh, on, on a podcast yet. I, I think that the odds of a game being played are vanishingly small. Did you see the press conference? Oh, yeah. Watching it live. It was... <laughs> You watched it live? Yeah, man. It's like, uh, it, it reminded me of, you know, like, like a Russian propaganda news network. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was like, it, there was like too much HD where you saw like Vince McMahon's face. It looked like he had like 30 chemical peels. Yeah. And it was almost like he was some sort of like alien xenomorph where his eyes were like popping out of his head. It was very strange. It wasn't great. Um, if there were any reason to believe that Vince was like being held hostage and replaced by a double, like we like between <laughs> between Raw twenty five and that announcement, I think we have all the evidence we it's need. It's Dana Carvey. Yeah. Um. It it, it really uh, the thing that I loved about it is that like just first off, um, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't say loved. I I what I loved about it is just the blatant. Like already the mixed messages that he was like giving out, like the first off, he's like, there's, you know, there's going to be, it's not going to be political. Um, and there's going to be, and everyone's going to stand for the national anthem. Well, that's already as political. That's yeah. a political decision that you're making. So already like the kind of the dog whistle that he was sending to racists was, Hey, this is going to be the, the white FL, you know, from, from what I gathered from that. And then he was, and then he had some weird thing about like, he was like, nobody who's ever had a DUI will work for this. <laughs> like that is, there is no way that you're going to be able to get a professional athlete who has been fired from the NFL who hasn't had some type of record. No, with this. no, absolutely not. I mean, it would, it would be, it's, it's crazy, and it's not even like, I mean, it's a, it's a weird, weird play, weird place to draw the line, especially considering, you know, WWE doesn't seem to have a problem. I mean, with people who break certain laws it's not like no. obviously you let you obviously you know someone let something like the enzo mori situation or there's a lot of people right. that have been let go but like you know you're not you don't there's absolutely no reason to take the usos off tv because one of them had a run-in with the police you know I, 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 what, I, another thing i don't understand is like like if i'm gonna watch the xfl like I want to watch the train wrecks. Like, I think you yes. need to you need to hire Johnny Manziel immediately. Yeah, and then and he's Tim and he can't, according to that bylaw. Johnny, no, he Johnny can't. Manziel can't. Yeah, so his 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 uh, he should play for a team where the mascot is just a rolled up twenty dollar bill. <laughs> 
<laughs> like put OJ on the sidelines, like just make it a complete carny train wreck of yeah. a league. Yeah, not I mean, they, not only should they allow Johnny football, they should just like, yeah, he should just be running his own team. <laughs> just just have Winston that's just him and whoever wants to play with them. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, well, there's gonna be there's gonna be no criminality. It's like, oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be back to football. It's gonna be back to old school football, but uh, we're also gonna be safe. <laughs> he kind of he like added that, yeah, you know, to the second part of it. I mean, in Vince's defense, and this is a, a, a mealy mouth defense, he said a lot of different, some sometimes contradictory things. It seemed like mm -hmm. he just wanted to sort of answer every question in the affirmative and make it seem like it was a you know. It's going to be a very positive experience. So and I, he had like a weird. It was like a weird parting shot at Dick Ebersol, where he's like, you know what? I'll, uh, I just want it to be my failure. I don't want it to be anyone's failure. I'm like, I think it was your failure starting out. Yeah, I mean, I think that the big. If I mean, looking back at the XFL, it's hard to be. There's the that thirty for thirty about it is fantastic. Um, but it's it's it does seem like, especially when you watch the that documentary, that the failure of the XFL was the inability of Ebersol to control Vince, right? I mean, yeah. when they, like, they started off fine and then just, like, immediately rebooted to this, like, W, like, you know, brought in all the WWE guys, but, like, just kind of up the ante on the backstage nonsense. Um, if they had just played it straight for six months, I mean, for half the season to see before they went off the deep end, it would have been interesting to see how it went. He's so fucking crazy. Like he's like, well, this is the number one. The number one thing about this league is it's going to be about the fans. He kept saying that, and I was like, you picked Roman Reigns to be your world champion. <laughs> you don't give a shit about the fans. <clears throat> I wrote a, a just a little paragraph for a blog post that the Ringer did about you know what how, how what would make us watch the XFL, mm -hmm. and my I guess when I was like thinking of ideas, a lot of them were jokes, but but the the thing that occurred to me is when you know back at the old xfl when they when they wwe eyes the whole product they picked all of the wrong parts of wrestling right, right. they got like skit like you know backstage cameras and wrestling announcers and this sort of like attitude era shtick but really the stuff that i would love to see is just like just like like i don't i mean i can't even remember all the stuff i said but like yeah Forget the like season and and you know a Super Bowl type championship. You should just like have a champion, and then week to week he's fighting other people for the championship belt. You know, <laughs> it's like just the New York bastards or whatever are your <laughs> XFL champion. I remember that Gangs of New York gang. And uh, yeah, and and every week if they lose, the other the team they're playing is the new champion. Yeah, they. I you think know, have a money in the bank briefcase. Have people can just cash in on a given week. <laughs> You're prepping for the for the Las Vegas heartthrobs or whatever, and then all Las the, Vegas, I love these teams, yeah, man. And then all of a sudden, like the yeah, the New Orleans, uh, the, uh, right, the Pelicans are a bad. They're already taken. The Las Vegas heartthrobs. That's where you go when you can't get in a Magic Mike. Exactly. Like I guess I'll just go to the Las Vegas heartthrobs. That'll be a good place. Oh, Thunder Down Under is. There definitely has up. to be the one thing I have here is there definitely has to be a team called the Brooklyn Brawlers that lose every game. Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, and we'll go the one you know, and I want to go into this. Actually, this is a good transition. Uh, on the flip side of it, because you know, we're going to do three good things, three bad things, uh, and you guys kind of touched on this with your podcast with Showing this week. I would say uh, the number one bad thing for me this week has been Legends from Raw 25. Oof. I think we got to get rid of the only one. I And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to give a caveat. The, my only caveat is that I thought Brooklyn Brawler actually looked great. Oh, sure. I was like, I, now that he's not working and, you know, he's like, I think he, he's got to live in like, because I think he's a gay dude, right? And I, I don't know if that's, you know. I, that's I, what that's what you hear, yeah. That's what you hear, right? You know, and I, you know, most of my friends are gay, so this isn't like a homophobic tilt. But uh, <laughs> the whole thing about like like being a being a gay dude is like my sponsor is a, is a gay guy, and he's like he's like fifty seven, and he's like fucking ripped. He looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you get older as a gay guy, you have to still like work out and shit. So yeah, Brooklyn Brawler looked amazing. I want to fuck Brooklyn Brawler. That's the <laughs> that's the sub that's the subtext of this entire conversation. But yeah, I mean, as far as the like, WWE is too in love with its past right now. I think that I, I think that no one could argue that. Well, and there's also the thing where like the past is present on the network, right? Right. So like half of the WWE network's content is is the Generation X reminiscences, right? But yeah. then you so we're excited to see DX now in the Manhattan Center on Raw 25 when they come out. It's like all the air goes out of the balloon. You're just like, oh, wait, this is like, this is like 
watching your dad dance. You know, I mean, it's like it's just very, it's just very. Which you can awkward. also see at the Las Vegas heartthrobs. <laughs> I yeah, I, I mean, Triple H is. He just feels like he's doing a TED talk about professional wrestling. Every time he gets the mic. Every time he gets the microphone. And I was watching old clips of DX. I watched the I watched uh, Royal Rumble '98 last week. That's the one where Shawn Shawn Michaels uh, beats Undertaker in a casket match. But the thing about DX back then is like they were dangerous. They were never really funny. They were funny if you were like 13 and you were just an asshole in middle school. But they were like a dangerous group of guys who are like, oh, we could see like a legit like reality show Johnny Fairplay type fuck up. Yeah. Rather than now where it's just this like weird. Re- it would be like if, you know, like, no, it's like if you saw like, uh, you know, uh, Sid Vicious or something like that, or like <laughs> just like old school, like you don't want to see some people get old. And Shawn Michaels just looks weird now. He's he's got too much hair and not enough. He's one of those <laughs> where he's got like this comb over that's gross. But then there's like a back rat tail thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, you're right. There was definitely a danger or, or, I mean, it really felt, especially, I mean, even the, 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 some of the in-ring segments that we remember, I mean, I remember the, like the DX mm-hmm. cookout where they brought the sausages to the ring or whatever that, that felt so poorly conceived that it actually upped the ante for like the reality of it. Right. Right. When they would do bad, when they would do these, like whatever, these really like sexually charged promos, you're like, it's clear. No one approved this. So I have no idea what's going to happen next. Also, set. I just think in general now, like if you go to a movie because you're like, oh, I could see Halle Berry's boobs or I could turn into this. Oh, if I go, to, I have to go to the Sopranos. I can watch, you know, Tony fuck a stripper in the bottom bang. Like, like you don't like Pornhub exists now. You yeah. don't need to do you have you porn. You have like, I watch a lot of 80s movies on like Amazon Prime and stuff when I'm falling asleep. And yeah, it's, the sex, the sex is the shock, most shocking part. Because they are like R-rated movies in the 80s were just like softcore porn. Yeah, they were just softcore porn, but you can get real core porn, real core right. porn. So it's it sounds like the worst CrossFit exercise <laughs> ever. But yeah, yeah, you don't need it anymore. So it's like this whole thing about like sex cells. So and- can I ask you a question though? Since we're talking yeah, about legends now, someone at the ringer, I believe it was it was Kevin Clark, suggested that the WWE should just have like a legends division. Or just a whole separate show where you can have a legend house. All of these, no, no, where all these guys just like have matches. Like they, it's they cut promos and they go out and they have really lo-fi matches. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're not getting like immobile or like you know people who could who hurt themselves or whatever right. else. But like, um, I mean, I'm going to bring up Jerry Lawler, and obviously he had a you know he nearly died in the ring in the not too distant past, but he's been wrestling since then. If you've ever seen a Jerry Lawler match in the past twenty years. You know it's that the like same match. 90% of these old guys could pull off a Jerry the King Lawler match if they if that's what they were trying to do. Would you watch a show that was just all the legends of yore? And and I'm not even talking about the dudes who retire, but I'm talking, mm-hmm. you know, just like old guys like the Brooklyn Brawler versus uh the Repo Man. Or like, you know, or you know, any like any old timer who can still kind of go, who's still sort of working the indies or whatever, would you watch that show? I think you can at a high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you but know, if they like, put it on the network. I yeah, I don't know if I want to see that. I I would see, you know what I would see? Like, I would see here's a real reality show, like have them at a legend signing and whoever can bark the most fans to their table wins the <laughs> match. That would be something I'd want to see. Because it would be like a fair fight, you know? I I don't know. It'd be cool if they had like, if like Doink the Clown, even though Maniac Matt Bourne is dead, there's obviously a lot of guys playing Doink out there in the world. But if like Mm -hmm. Doink was one of the legends. Doink lives in us all. But part of like the running, one of the, one of the uh, like controversies was that we're not sure if Doink is actually in his 50s or 60s or if it's just a 30 year old guy out there with makeup on. (laughs) It's Steve Gutenberg. I, the the legend I thought that looked this like the that was the most depressing to look at was Mean Gene on Monday night. I mean, he looked like like I'd said well, to he's you, old. yeah, he looked like a butler in the haunted mansion. He's in it the was, Andre the Giant documentary. He's in, in the trailer that we just released this week. And are he, you the narrator for it? I haven't no, seen the no, trailer no, no, no. yet. I'm in. I'm in it. I I do do some like you're like the Andre the Giant historian. Uh. I, I mean, I no, I mean, I, I'm in it. There's there's a lot of historians in it, but the, yeah. but but Mean Gene, you know, was, is great in that. I think that he's just he's just an old dude, man. Yeah, he was he he looked pretty rough. Uh, Pritchard looked great, but you know, you're also wearing red makeup, so I mean, how 
I guess you know, I, I mean, he does look great. If you saw, I mean, he po- was posting pictures and he stuff. Does I mean, look he does. Look he looks like he's like 35 years old. I mean, in red makeup, I wouldn't look much different than I do now. I have like the shittiest Irish skin <laughs> ever. But I thought of like the best. Here's the best way to use legends. You have all those guys at the end of it. But that last that the the, the last segment of the show where Braun Strowman put, uh, I think he put Lesnar through a table. And uh-huh. he, he, why don't you have all three of those dudes, Kane, Lesnar, and Braun? Just beat the shit out of the legends that are around the ring. That would be the coolest way to end Raw. And then they square off. So you because we've already seen like the, you know, like the Undertaker and, and uh Brock Lesnar build up for SummerSlam where they were getting separated. Sure. We've seen that a million times, some incarnation of that. But to have it the other way where they're just starting to beat up these legends and and starting to destroy their legacy, then you would really put them over, you know? Yeah, no, I think I mean I I, I would be totally into that. Um, I think it's weird watching it's weird watching the builds for all these Lesnar Lesnar big Lesnar matches over the past couple of years because they do just sort of hit the same beat over and over again. I mean, literally Strowman slamming him through a table. We've seen that beat before, multiple and times. It's almost, it was awesome when we first saw it. It's almost then- like I've I've said before. You know, I say on my show all the time <clears throat> that like it what we're watching live matters less than how they're going to eventually cobble it into a video package to hype up the the main event <laughs> or the match true. or whatever. But um, it does sort of feel like when, when Strowman puts him to the table, like you're trying to read the tea leaves, like they're making Strowman look good because he's not going to win the match. But in reality, what really matters is just WWE confirming that like we're still booking the same way we were booking when we did this three weeks ago. You yeah. know, it's just sort of repeating the same thing just so you're, it refreshes your memory. By the way, I would love it if anybody who does those video packages for WWE uh, could come on this podcast. You probably can't legally. Uh, but I mean, I think that there are, I mean, they're basically the Michael Jordan of WWE. Oh, so Every great. week, there's no, there's nobody who even comes close to that. It's the best thing in entertainment. Those packages. You should just this entire podcast from now on should just be you interviewing people with like the voice box, like a, an altered voice to protect your identity. <laughs> but, it's, but it's just me every time pretending I'm someone else. <laughs> they have like, like, like you go to those packages on even some of those like garbage pay per views, like a Judgment Day where it's like Sheamus versus Randy Orton, and you see the two minute package, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Do I want to see this? Is this yeah. actually something I want?" And of course, you actually don't. But but the packages they, make you want to. Yeah, they're they're the best. Um, back to the positive end of the three count. We're still working out segment names, guys. As as I say them, I I, I sound like a uh, food stamps Jim Rome right now, but. Uh, <laughs> New Japan is heading back to Long Beach. Uh, weekend of March 25th was the most fun that I've had watching a wrestling event. And I don't know how long you, me, and Schilling went. No, I, I wasn't believe. there. Oh, you didn't go? No. It was unreal. If yeah. you didn't go, it was in Long Beach. And it was where Kenny Omega won the United States title. And he had this, like, slobber knocker with Ishii. And Nokata was there. And it was just, like, one of the most... Even, like, the crowd chants were really fun, like... Badass Billy Gunn went up against, I forget who he went up against, but like some guy started yelling at him, like some guy in the audience started like heckling Billy Gunn with like Billy Gunn statistics or be like, show him why you're the 1998 king of the ring. Like (laughs) he knew specific things about Billy Gunn. I was such a Billy Gunn mark back in the day. And by the way, you are an ass man. I hear that's that's totally true. The, the. Billy Gunn looked great on Raw. We should say that, but I'm not sure that he's I, unreal. But I sort of feel like that's more unnerving than seeing someone else <laughs> than seeing like your Road Dog look his age. You know, <laughs> uh, I saw I met them at in WrestleMania in Miami, which what I don't even know what number that was, 28 or something like that. And uh, uh, I was at, I went to the Fan Fest, that, but it was like not it was the non WWE sponsored one. It was WrestleFest or whatever it was. And it was at a hotel that was like way up on North beach. <laughs> oh my God. And I had, and I was like, you know, I'd rented a car. I was it's basically com- like where they filmed the Florida project. Exactly. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was a, it was a very odd experience for a lot of reasons. I don't do those like super fan fest things a lot, but it was, it was, a do big you, one. have you ever been at a table yet? No, we need to get you at a table. No, I don't want, I would, I would rather walk around and see other legends, but I, but I think I paid five bucks or something to have Brandon Stroud, the the other great wrestling writer. And I mean, another great wrestling writer, a great wrestling writer. And I, uh, uh, paid money and the two of us posed with the, with the outlaws and Billy Gunn's hands were the biggest hand, the most impressive hands I have ever shaken. (laughs) And I've shaken hands with football players and basketball players. Like his hands Callist. are when people say his hands were like catcher's mitts, like that's not even an exaggeration for Billy Gunn. They're just like big balls of human flesh, calloused human flesh. It is 
weird. So anyway, he's in great shape. Well, yeah, wrestling fans talk about men the way that like gay men used to talk about other men in the 50s when they weren't allowed <laughs> to be gay. You know, they're like, you have such a strong physique. Oh, all gay men in the 50s I were Vince McMahon. Is that? <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody was um, like. I, I realize now, like you know, like as a stand-up comic, when you're backstage and you're when you're in between shows and you see like all those fucking drunk girls in their twenties with like the penis straws and and one of them's got a sash on and you're like, fuck, it's a bachelorette party. Yeah. I feel like that's for wrestling fan for wrestlers, for retired wrestlers, the equivalent of that would be like a fat guy holding like having a wrestling title around Oh yeah, his shoulder and being like, I'm going to have to have a fucking conversation about a match that I had with Big Show at a house show. Oh, yeah. In, you know, London. I would be so bad in 1999. I have I have all the respect in the world for anybody in any walk of life who like remembers things they've done to the beat. Like when you watch, yeah. like I watch a lot of basketball and someone will be, and, and you, I listen to basketball podcasts where people just be like, well, that one game against Oklahoma city and whoever, you know, the player is just like, just Oh yeah, I had 22 in the third quarter. It was really great. And just like remembering beats of the, of the game. And I'm just like, I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Like no. this is nuts. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, if I were ever in that position, I would be terrible at it. If somebody came up and they were just like, if I had a table and someone was like, that piece you wrote about what I would just be like, I don't have any recollection of writing, <laughs> writing that piece. The new, I just, I just bought the new Japan app or or the site or whatever the membership, and it's, I mean, they really need to up their website game. It is like I, by the end of it, I'm like, did I just click on a match or buy a koi pond? I don't know what happened. It is one of the most. It's it's too crazy, man. Their website or the app. The website where I watched the matches, yeah, like yeah. I watched one like evil something, uh, some some tag team match I watched, but I'm like, I wish there was a way too. I just if it was like, you know, because they have the latest, but if they're just like, hey, way to show, if they just they're just separated it, so I'm I'm kept because I, I recorded on Access too, yeah. and then I'll I'll watch a match and I'll be like, oh wait, shit, this is like a Kenny Omega match from like two years ago. Yeah. So I wish there was just like a well, way we're to very spoiled. Do it. I always like hanging out with you because you are younger than me, but you uh, make me feel young with all of you. <laughs> uh, you you're you complain you just like turned an old forty man. this week. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Not this week. This a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <coughs> Shit, man. I I didn't buy anything for him. Am I st am I too old to start my wrestling career? How old was DDP when he started? I thought he was like in his early forties, but he was a manager first, right? Right. Is it? I mean, my my ring my I don't have I don't have any ring rust. So I was actually looking yesterday on Twitter. There was a Los Angeles based indie wrestling promoter who was trying to sell a ring, and I was texting Bill Simmons and trying you know trying to seed the market and the and the staff to see if we could just get a wrestling ring in Ring Studios. How much was it? I don't know. A couple grand. A, a new wrestling ring costs five thousand dollars. I did the research to see what kind of money we were talking about. Great. I feel like. I, I'm surprised no one is actually selling ring rust yet. I feel like Greg the Hammer Valentine at a Legends booth will just whatever dandruff he has, he just puts it in a cup and gives it. Oh my god, the worst would, cologne ever. I mean, that would that I thought I thought you meant ring rust as like a gimmick. That should be like no, know, it'll like, be actual just like dead gold. skin from Greg the Hammer Valentine. They should just like they should take gold dust off TV for six months and bring him back as ring rust. <laughs> his ring rust. I would love that gimmick. That'd be incredible. But the best gold dust was when he was Cody Rhodes wearing like a hoodie and just the face paint. It was great. It was like Warriors gold dust. All right, moving on. Um, another on the flip side of it. Uh, again, to the negative. There's got to be a better way for me to say this, guys, but I'm, I'm loving doing this podcast, so bear with me. Would be Stephanie McMahon just announced that she's going to be commenting the Women's Rumble. And before I go into how annoyed I am that she's putting herself over again, like the rumor here is like, oh, well, she's doing it as a swerve so she can enter the rumble and be eliminated. But we've seen that spot a million times before uh, with JBL and all well, this. That's that's true. But it's but as uh, as Pritchard said on the Masked Man show a couple weeks ago, there's like five spots in the Royal Rumble. It's just like it's it just a, it, all that. The only difference is what order you put them in and who and who's pulling them off. I know, man. I just I'm just so sick of like. How every time there's something big in the women's division, she has to be the one well, to announce it. I understand it, but it's also yeah. like you go from this thing of being the world's most hated heel to then announcing this. It's just it gives me whiplash. It, I, I mean, like Stephanie. I, I get I'm that. Not, I get that. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, to to you say you should putting herself over. I mean, she is really over. But you're right. She's over as a villain. And if she's you know, it, it's it is kind of weird when she goes back and forth. But that's just that's where we are. You know, we 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 want work shoots. 
we cheer whenever the fourth wall is is you know knocked on. Um, I think we can handle the fact that she's like a you heel, she a heel character and an actual sort of semi like baby face executive in the company. <laughs> there's no such thing. That would be great. If there's she no such thing as a baby face executive. That's like a baby face executive is like someone who owns a general store. <laughs> there's <laughs> since they just the word executive already means that like you're working heel. Totally true. Totally true. I mean, I don't. I I think that all I. I think it's, imp- I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I know all the fans are saying the same thing you are, and I'm, and that's my, that's my immediate reaction too. But it's meaningful. The company certainly seems it is meaningful for like her to see it, at, her to see the rumble is important enough to take on this role. And whether or not that's a wrongheaded PR move or, you know, it looks good to advertisers or something, I don't, I can't, I, I don't know. She difference. is like, she's physically turning into Vince. Like every time I see her, she's like, it's, you know, like she's getting that, like the tan and she's like starting to even talk kind of like, yeah, she's like, welcome to the rumble. Yeah, it's true. She has, she has his voice a little bit is she might be more muscular than him now. I think so. Also, like her and The Rock, they have everyone talks about how great their lives would be. But she's like always working out like her and Triple H are working out at 4 a.m. And, you know, I say this and I'm 233 pounds. I need to really work on my shit. But yeah. I can't imagine like having to do that for you. I mean, it's, it's impressive, but you, you, you weigh six pounds less than our president. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's do you want to make jokes about the president's fake weight? <laughs> he, he's probably, he's going to be a, he should be the guy commenting the women's rumble. Yeah, that would be, they, they, I can't believe that they couldn't find a way to bring him back. He's going to come back. He's his poll numbers have to drop a little bit more. And he's going to want to go someplace like the only place that's still going to like Trump by the end of this term is going to be a WWE half show in Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> so and he's a guy who needs to be liked. So I guarantee you he'll be there. Um, my, fa- my, my favorite actual in the ring wrestling angle this week. And I believe you guys also touched uh, upon this on the Masked man show was uh, was the uh, was John Cena putting Elias over. I mean, oh, wow. it was so great. Yeah. And the the one thing that I you know I I say and you guys had talked on your show about Val Venus, um, and how he wasn't able to make that transition, um, but this feels like the Triple H transition from being Hunter Hearst Helmsley to Triple H, where I'm like I'm totally on board with this, I totally I can see his face on a WrestleMania poster next to John Cena. Yeah, and I haven't been able to see that. The guy this this guy I'm not gonna break his hand. Maybe he runs the WWE creative site. I've done this podcast. It's a really funny Twitter site. But he was like, you know, when Elias walks into a room, you're like, oh, that guy's somebody. And that's what I felt like when he when he did yeah. the thing when he hit him over the head with the. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's really really great. Um, I think that I I'm I'm I touch on this on my show and on the piece I wrote this week that I think that there's like he's a hundred percent over and he's gonna be significant. But there's yeah. very there's various levels of significance. Um, I think I said I'm not sure if he's a you know the Macho Man or the Honky Tonk Man yet, and and the Honky Tonk Man I feel like is a compliment. Um, but there's certainly like the way that the crowd is getting behind him. It's not like this isn't like a Fandango pop or something. But like, no. But there is a sort of like nostalgic. Uh, there's a, there's a nostalgia crossed with a sort of like we're just happy to see something different get over sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's a lot of hope that's built up into him and it's not, it's very different from, uh, you know, Finn Balor coming in and having, and us all having like, you know, three days of YouTube videos to watch that prove that he's the greatest wrestler in the world or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a different This feels like something's happening in front of us. So who knows where that goes? Yeah, no, I think, but I, it's great. It's, it's one of those great kind of like, life affirming moments where it feels like WWE is seeing the same thing that the fans are seeing, you know, we're all getting, I mean, Braun Strowman was another example. Yeah. Um, well, Braun Strowman is an interesting example because he was one of those guys where WWE was right about him and the fans weren't in the beginning. And then the fans, well, WWE could have been wrong about him if it, they, they ended up doing it. I mean, I, I was, I was skeptical when he got drafted to raw, you know, I mean, I was skeptical the whole way. And then there's, I mean the 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 thing that the the wild the the X factor with him was just his like to use a wrestling term his joie de vivre uh, I'm just kidding but the uh, but like the fact that he was so <laughs> gorgeous George over here yeah and he was uh he was just he was just he seemed to be fully in on the joke and he was there to have fun and also play this monster character yeah I mean that guy I think they should I mean I think that they should have put him all over 
you know, Brock Lesnar in September and maybe have Lesnar with a title back in the Rumble or, or something. It does. But, it does take it does. You know, it, it makes it makes this Royal Rumble match feel like a total um, a total, you know, fait accompli because it's it, it's it's we, we've seen they've had their opportunity to take the title off Lesnar and build the you know hype that way. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I it think that I mean, something that could happen is um, Strowman. Uh, Strowman beats. I mean, Strowman loses in that triple threat match, enters the Rumble, wins the Rumble, and then faces Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania. But I, I, I've, I've heard that they're gonna do like a Miz Strowman thing, which I'd be happy to see. A I Miz think that what? Would be a Miz Braun Strowman Intercontinental huh. title match, which yeah, you know, fine. I'd be, I'd be happy to see. I do miss, and this is one thing I, I do miss. You know, it's great that now they're getting like mainstream celebrities, like. To the point of like Michael Che, who's like a weekend update anchor, is like is, is just given a brief blip thing, you know, which yeah. back, you know, like five years ago, he would have been a whole fucking segment. But like now they're like, all right, we'll focus on Jimmy Fallon. But I do kind of miss like the days where it was like just the worst celebrities, where it was like they like hyped up like a Chuck Norris appearance for oh, four sure. months straight. Jerry Springer. Yeah, yeah or like whatever. Leslie Nielsen hosted SummerSlam. And Leslie I love Nielsen Leslie Nielsen. Big, but yes. Yeah, I love Leslie Nielsen. Naked Gun's my favorite movie ever. I do kind of miss that. Like, we, we don't, like, now all the celebrities that are into wrestling are all like legit celebrities. And yeah, I kind of miss like, you know, the Loren- Lorenzo Lamas. And I would rather have like a Lorenzo Lamas who's like clearly a total mark. Or, or smart mark than like you know jimmy fallon who's there because they you know gave him front row tickets and he thought it might be a gag uh, exactly he was like wait a minute this isn't a rush concert <laughs> um and the, the last thing and i'm just bummed out about this samir singh tore his acl which i know what you guys are thinking who, who cares it's the Singh brother right i uh, first off i like their gimmick and i think i think it's a really fun gimmick but i think it's it, it for me those injuries are more depressing because i know that like edge and triple h like if they <coughs> getting a bad injury there's gonna be a huge package and there's gonna be like him coming back up and, yeah. and the redemption story in some ways it could be even better for their career but a guy like that i'm just like ugh, this is the worst like, yeah like, he's just losing a very like a like a very an already limited earning window is now deplete like a year is taken off of it like he may have to fucking bag groceries well like when a guy who's at that level you know, I, I just find it's, it's, Listen, it's I don't like think that there was ever Murdoch any, or somebody like that. You know, like somebody who was at that low level of a. There was never any hope that either that the Singh brothers were going to become, you know, megastars in WWE. Mm-hmm. But do you think that the remaining Singh, if that there's like a little bit and a little bit of his uh, a little bit in his ego, that's just like, now nah, I'm going to get my shot. There's only one thing. Of course, now. I feel like you have to go to go through that pain. You have to have that thought in your because no, like, no, I'm not talking about the one that got hurt. I'm talking about the one that's healthy. Oh, I'm he's sorry. Like, now, I'm, now, I'm gonna, now I'm going to get my push, <laughs> or like the like when like which which Uso got arrested. I don't even remember. I don't but know. like, but every time, like I think those guys are very much like, hey, we need to have the other one. We're identical. Well, they're twins. they've done an amazing job of recreating themselves and yeah. becoming one of the most exciting things. But there was, I mean, there was that whole long period where they were just like neon colored baby faces. You yeah, definitely you'd watch and just be like. There's no way either of these guys is ever going to get a singles push as long as there's a guy that looks just like him on the roster. Maybe he thinks that he can get over with 205 Live. I'm not sure. I mean, I, for me, it's just so far. First off, I'm not, I'm not nearly as tough to be ever do anything with professional wrestling. I just I just don't have I don't think I could even you know, I couldn't even write for it. I don't think I have like the idea of Vince McMahon screaming at me. It's not something I want to deal with, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, but you know, with with being a stand-up comic, it's like you can be a low, you can be a feature as a stand-up comic, and still have a day job, and then do your spot, and not be exhausted, and still have kind of a life. These guys, you know, like you can, you know, these guys, you have to you're beating your fucking body up, yep. you're traveling, <clears throat> taking nonstop. years off your life, traveling nonstop. I mean, the craziest thing is just like the getting to the hotel or wherever you're staying at 2 a.m. Yeah. and then like having to get a workout in, you know, I mean, that's the, that, and then, and then if you don't, you know, if you put on some extra pounds when you're on the road, then like every nerd like us is talking shit about you because of it. You know yeah. I mean? It's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. And you, and yeah. And it's like, you never get, and it's not like they're like in a band. So they're like getting laid all the time. You know, like it's just a different sort of like, <coughs> It, it just seems like kind of a lonely life. So I, you got to really love it. So in my mind, if I'm a wrestler, I have to think 
Like just psychologically, Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin will always be like, "Hey, if you're in this business and you don't want a main event WrestleMania, then you're in it for the wrong well, reasons." That's just it, though. I mean, like, I'm not—I don't know about getting you know laden all the time if you're in a band, but if, at least if you're in a band, like, no, you don't. You, no, I'm, you I'm know, saying, but you that know, like rock and no, roll know, but idea. If, of, like, but if you're stuff. in a band, like, you know your spot. You know, I mean, I guess you could go to a club and there could be 12 people there instead of 100 people there. Right. But if you're like in a touring band and you're playing venues with like ticket, you know, tickets sold. You know you're gonna be. You know if you're the opening actor, if you're the main event, right? Right. And you know, absolutely. You kind of know what to expect every night, and I'm sure it's a huge rush, but it's a little bit predictable. I mean, the wrestlers, you could show up to a house show in Ithaca or something, and they're just like, "Sorry, Roman Reigns, you're not booked tonight." You know, you just yeah. don't know, or you're getting squashed or whatever. You know, it's there. There's just so much. Well, it's only variation. one guy controlling it too, or one company controlling it. Yeah. So that's. So I, I, I kids yeah, don't tank, try wrestling. If you, if you go out and do a set and you're terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. First That's of all, first of all, you can turn. Into hard to a, believe it. It has happened before. Right. But uh, yeah, those rare occasions. But like, it's, you know, you at least can like joke about it. You can go tell your friends some, you know, sometimes the, the most the healthiest thing you do is just like say the thing that happened to someone who wasn't there. You yeah, know? And yeah, then you're yeah. like, Oh, wait, that wasn't that big of a deal. I have a whole but, bit in my new album that's coming out May May 11th. Please buy it. Um, but it's 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 about like the most hell gig I've ever had. Yeah. And it, it, it almost art creates. Like tragedy creates this. Art. Yeah. So there's that, and then the other, and then the other thing I wanted to get at is like, what, but then you leave. Like the like the the general manager of the venue doesn't call you and scream at you for fucking up. You know, <laughs> you don't have you don't have to go into work and see all the people you bombed with the next day. No, you well, know? I mean, it is it's such a different business because in Hollywood it's always, you know. Uh, it's very, it's, it's, uh, you know, that, that like, oh, you did great. You did great. And then you get called from your agent. Yeah. They didn't like you. <laughs> like it's more of like a passive aggressive or it's, you know, that explains your anxiety to a large extent. Oh yeah. When I you did, the worst I was there when ever. you did Conan and it was like, and you killed. And, but then we went out to dinner and you just spent the entire dinner at, like confirming that you did okay with everybody who was there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you were just like, you sure that was all right? Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it is true. It's, it's, uh, it's really not a healthy way. I think anything in the entertainment and industry, um, and in your, you have actually a way healthier way of looking at stuff, but, um, yeah, turn off Twitter. Turn off Twitter. Take I mean, that's that's the, that's the smartest way to go. Um, it's time for my favorite segment. I mean, I, I guess it's my favorite because it's the first time we've done it. <laughs> World's Worst Booker, where every week uh, myself and a guest talk about the world, like a booking decision that would absolutely kill every smart mark. Um, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about mine first. It's a Royal Rumble. Go ahead. This, this Sunday's Royal Rumble. Um, starts out normal, right? Uh -huh. Um, okay. Big show comes out. He starts like clearing house, right? They're all, everybody's all fighting. It's, it's big. It's like, you know, a, cu a couple jobbers, then big show, um, and, uh, Jinder Mahal and, um, and Randy Orton, and they're all fighting and they treat it like these three are the big ones, right? Right. They're start for, so immediately now Philly's pissed. Cause they're like, what the fuck? Okay. So the number, number 28 hits Daniel Bryan runs out. Big show, KO punch, knocks him over the top rope. Okay, <laughs> then he clears the rest of rest of the remaining people in there besides Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. Twenty nine, CM Punk's music hits. He comes out. Big Show hits him in the face, throws him over. Thirty comes out. A time oh, portal opens. Nineteen ninety eight Stone Cold Steve Austin walks out red hot. Same thing. Big Show hit. Throws Stone Cold over the top row. While Big Show's not noticing, Randy Orton grabs one leg. Jinder Mahal grabs the other. They take Big Show out of the ring. He's over the top rope. He's eliminated. Send a Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton tries to give him an RKO, but before he can do that, Jinder, Jinder Mahal lactates from his steroid no, nipples, is, yeah, right. blinds Randy Orton. Jinder Mahal throws him on the top seat. You think Jinder Mahal is going to win? Title, but this entire time Roman Reigns has been under the ring. He spears him and he throws him to the top rope. Roman Reigns wins in Philadelphia. I think that I would I would love that. That's the hardest thing about doing this like ironic booking is that like it's all it all it turns out sort of great. <laughs> yeah, that would be one of those like you'd almost like slow clap. Yeah. For how they got it. The only way somehow you have to make it clear that Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and Stone Cold Steve Austin have all been fired from the company immediately after the match. <laughs> like we will never see them again. Um, 
Yeah, so I had a lot of trouble when I was trying to think of bad uh-huh. bad booking. Yeah, like yeah. That all, booking that like all of all of the listeners. Well, you of can this just watch hate. the last couple months of SmackDown. <laughs> well, that's just it. You can do like lo-fi bad booking. Like, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna run with Rhino as our champ for a while or something <laughs> like that. The problem is like there's somebody out there, like wrestling fans root for the underdog to such an right. insane degree that like if I put together a five-minute monologue about Heath Slater becoming champion, people would be super into it. They wouldn't like it if it really happened, but the idea of something that unexpected happening would be great, right? So, right. Part, so part of what I think about it, I don't know if my idea is good or bad. Okay. I don't know, I don't know how people would react, but I think, I think, like with you, it involves kind of taking the air out of it, out okay. of the balloon. All right, so here's my idea. During the Royal Rumble, you have, uh, at some point, Roman Reigns... And Seth Rollins are both in there. Roman turns on Seth, brutalizes him, beats up some other baby faces, clears the ring, and then takes off his vest to reveal an NWO t-shirt. All right? <laughs> the crowd is like, okay, we're kind of in it. This is the heel turn we've been looking for. Yeah. Then the buzzer goes off. The, 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 the countdown from 10, the buzzer goes off. The next entrant to the ring is John Cena wearing an NWO Wolfpack t-shirt. <laughs> And they just they bring back the NWO and then turn it into a Cena versus Reigns feud in the span of ten seconds. What do you think? Would people like that? That would be fucking amazing. Um, I would love that. That's that's my best idea. The other the other iteration the other the other iteration on Cena that Cena would be red and black because he could rap. Yeah, exactly. He could the, rap on the, the way other, with Conan. My other iteration on that was. John, I couldn't figure out quite how to book it in the ring, but was Cena and Roman both trying? It's sort of like a work shoot. They both want to be the guy who turns and forms the NWO, and they're like trying to push each other out of the way. You know, it's like Roman starts unzipping his vest, and Cena just like starts like gets in the way and hits an old lady. You know, he's like, no, I'm turning heel. But that 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 would be funny, and I think people would actually like it. Oh, so. I'd love that. That would be the best thing that's ever happened in professional wrestling. And then they come to the ring the next night, and they're just like. I'm the real here, here. Everybody knows it. And then like everybody starts cheering them and they're like, no, you people suck. They're trying to get the heel turn heat, but it just doesn't work. And then uh, Randy Orton comes by and just forms the LWO because he has a Hispanic wife. <laughs> He's like, we can't give it to a Hispanic guy. Well, I guess a Jace will give it to Randy Orton. Um, the worst would be if they just like teased the return of the NWO for like a month. And then it turned out that the NWO was just the McMahon family and no wrestlers. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Um, and the NWO, the, the true New World Order will be when Disney buys WWE. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I mean, that's definitely going to happen. I, I don't think, think it's going to happen. I think it's I think WWE, happen. this is, we're getting into real talk. WWE actually missed their big window to sell to Disney because I think Disney's, Disney was interested in them for a lot of reasons, but I think the the the, the WWE network, the platform was was a huge part of it. And they've already started, they've already almost done building their own platform now. Uh, well, you have a way more educated answer, but I, I, I let's say a big scandal happens and Disney's able to uh, scoop up the WWE. Yeah, scoop up the WWE for ten cents on the dollar. I think if there were a fun. big scandal, to speak vaguely, and <laughs> WWE were put on the market, how great would it be if Ted Turner came back in? Oh my God! Or it's like it gets so low, it's Eric Bischoff. Yeah, that would be really. I mean, that was basically. I think Chris Jericho said that that if like. And if, if Bischoff or anybody at WCW had told them how little Vince was paying for it, then like a million people would have bid. Yeah, absolutely. Inside job. And now for our last segment, create your own character. I, all, also, all of my self-booking goes in the same direction, but you go also, first. It's going to be NWO again. Uh, my guy's name is Nikolai No Push, right? <laughs> so he started out and he's just like a, he's like a kind of like a Russian jobber. And you think it's, it's to build this other guy. Um, which some like baby face, generic, like like kind of like like long flung blonde hair, like an edge type of dude who's like rock and roll, and he beats Nikolai No Push pretty soundly in the middle of the ring. And you think it's gonna like, oh, we're building this new guy, but then Nikolai No Push gets a crowbar and just beats him half to death in the middle of the ring. Ru- wait, 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 ruins his career. You never see that baby face again. And it's eventually it's basically a jobber that goes insane. So like every match that he comes, he's actually wearing the merch of of the person he's facing like so it'll be like a uh rusev day he crosses off the rusev and it just says end of days you know and he's like half fan half kind of like a more like dement like basically like uh like born again matt Bourne's character meets the first incarnation of mickey james when she comes in <laughs> uh and then 
Uh, he eventually becomes Nikolai No Cell because you can't beat him. Start hitting him in the face. You know that silence means that I uh, <laughs> means that I, I will not be getting a job on WWE Creative. Um, especially, it's so the worst thing about coming up with a wrestling character is now you have to picture for that shitty character that I just came up with. I was in my car thinking of it. Yeah. Like I had a moment where I was like, "What if he came in and he was wearing like the merch, but it's not the real merch?" <laughs> that was basically that was that was it. That's really great. Um, yeah, it sound very convincing. How about you? I sheesh. Well, I've got. I, I don't have a Dan Saint Germain level beard right now, but I was thinking. Of, oh, he's Shoemaker's beard is strong. I, I've got. I was thinking of beard gimmicks, and uh, uh, you know, I was thinking of McFoley, and then yeah. my mind went to Santa Claus, and then yeah. there was WWE had that brief run for Santa Claus, who was like a heel. <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus. It would be great if the, I don't know if the, if I'm the right fit for this, but I really thought there'd, it'd be cool if they had a Christmas time gimmick. For maybe a returning legend, and the and it was called like Creative Control Clause, and he and he just comes in like a vaguely like Santa outfit, but just doesn't lose any matches. Very similar to the way you were booking over there. Um, I think yeah, it would be really hard to. Uh, I think that I think I would have a if if it, if I were a wrestler, if my career, if I decide to start my career like we said DDP style today, I think going in as a as a wrestling journalist would be a great heel gimmick, huge heel. I mean, it, it would it would be really fantastic. The, yeah, and then finishing or he goes a tag team as the dirt sheets. Like get Dave Meltzer out there with me. Yeah, you and Meltzer. Yeah, and it's just like we just like. Do you rate, think he rate knows every he's match. working heel now in life? He, I think that when he's at shows, he definitely knows that he's working. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, because I, he used to be the biggest face ever, and now like the last couple of years. Oh, just the way that people like. Well, because like you know, something to wrestle is like turned him into this uber heel now, and so the yeah, young bucks. Some, I mean, listen, you young know, bucks and something to wrestle have now turned Meltzer heel. I love something to wrestle. Yeah, I, I, love, I, I love. I love. I love the young bucks. I love something to wrestle. I love Bruce Pritchard. I love all those guys. But like <laughs> Bruce Pritchard, on some like he he's working too. Like, oh yeah, it's like they ever. He he is he he is certainly aware. I've not talked to him about this. He's certainly aware that for all the shit he talks about it, the podcast literally could not exist without Dave Meltzer. Like they, Absolutely. Dave Meltzer constructed a history of professional wrestling that would that like the WWE WWE doesn't keep these files, you know, and certainly they're not. They're they're the they're dialectic. Not, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Meltzer's got a college term. Meltzer's indispensable, and and I think you know, I don't. I think that the you know most of the hate that he gets is un, is unwarranted. I mean, hate all of the hate that he gets. I mean, hate in the kind of like loose sense. Whatever. I mean, everybody, the internet is made for people to shit on people. That, the internet you know. is just people screaming at each other. That's all there is. Yeah. Like, after this podcast, I got a couple of people like it. A couple of people were like, your intros are terrible, which they were. And if you want to focus on that, then you're going to miss all the joy that's going to come from future episodes. Yeah. The wrestling, there's nothing wrestling fans hate more specifically than people like we sh wrestling fans will shit on wrestlers who get undeserving pushes. Yeah. They'll shit on you know, bad booking decisions, the show, whatever. I think, the, but, the, but the people that take it the worst are the people that wrestling fans think that they could, they could have that job. Mm -hmm. You know, like wrestling fans don't, I mean, they hate Roman Reigns, but like by and large wrestling fans aren't like, if I spent six months, I could be Roman Reigns. And this is true for everybody. This is like the human condition, the things that are close. Like when I used to, when, like if I go into a mansion, I don't, I, I like, I, it's just like, oh, what a lovely house or whatever. If I go into someone who has like a really nice one bedroom apartment with nice bookshelves and a big screen TV, I'm just like uncomfortable because like I could have had that if I'd done my life a little bit differently, <laughs> you know? Um, it's but like, well, it's like when you see like, like for me, when you see another fat guy with a beard who's like dating like a model, you're like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, fuck this up. Exactly, I'm more interesting exactly. than so this like, motherfucker. I was like on, I was, I spent too much, I spent like a really unnecessary and sad, like, 10 minutes on on reddit the other day in one story about people just like shitting on rosenberg you know for oh, whatever really? yeah because he like tweeted at kevin owens this whole thing but it ended up in just like somebody would be like why do we hate this guy again and then it was like 30 people explaining the hatred but like the hatred for rosenberg like people will say he's not good or like whatever that's my favorite thing now is people like trying to trying to scale their distaste for anything based on some sort of like theoretically concrete rubric right you know when it's like no 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 the reason i didn't like star wars was because it was bad writing as if like this is like, it's not bad whatever <laughs> just say you don't like it you know but anyway yeah people are just shitting on rosenberg and it's like the reason why people are shitting well, on rosenberg is because he's a fan that got this gig that's true you know and it's like and i want and i and i i think i could do that and also it's like rosenberg whether you like him or dislike him i like i like him 
Uh, he's not bad. Like if you want to, like if you want to see who's bad, like what was that guy Adam LeMay? Remember that old general manager from like oh the guy from um yeah the sportscaster yeah the sportscaster. Uh, he was bad. Mike yeah, Adamley. Mike Adamley. You just confused the syllables. That's an incredible. That was an incredible. That was an inc- <laughs> that was an incredibly dyslexic move. Like there's another level. I think thing. I may be dyslexic. I think that's what we're hearing. What we're finding out from these intros. Um, there, yeah, I, I think that like you have to look at him. He was like Art Donovan. There are people that have been associated with wrestling yeah. that are legitimately terrible at their job. Well, listen, you know, I had a Twitter. 90, I remember one time I had a Twitter fight with Mark Madden, but he was still good at his job. Yeah, he's you know, I mean, either you 90, like him or dislike. To be him, a yeah. professional broadcaster and also a wrestling fan is a huge leg up. Look at ninety five percent of every like like working actor that has been on yeah. wrestling that doesn't know how to like is is working at the wrong volume. And you know, here's they the don't thing do it too: right. it's like. It, <laughs> Broadcasting is difficult. Like yeah. even you've seen with this podcast, the first time that I'm like hosting a wrestling podcast, I can chime in with jokes and joshing back and forth. But then when I do the when I'm setting up transitions, it's a little bit more difficult yeah, because I don't out. have as much background on that. You know, like so these people like Rosenberg, it's like you may not like his personality, but you can't do what he does. Yeah. You actually need it's like, oh, I hate Howard Stern. You could not transition from a segment to ad sales the way that that guy does. No, There's no way. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We just became big company men by the end of this. We're, um, we're shills, man. Well, hey, thank you so much, man. I'm so glad you are our first. Uh, you are our first guest here with uh, your heel advocate, Jim. And uh, next week, please turn into a new episode. Is there anything you want to pop? No, I have a podcast called The Masked Man Show. <laughs> you said that with such disdain. No, I'm, I'm here for you, man. Thank you. I, repre- I appreciate it. Uh, check, check out my website, dancejermain.net. I'm going to be going on uh, a big tour starting in mid-April, cross-country tour that's going to lead up to the release of my second album, which uh, we have a name. It's going to be called No Real Winners Here. Um, and check out Superior Dentist on CBS. It's a show I write for, and I'd like to uh, keep in a job. So thank you, guys. Have a great one. We'll see you next week.